Welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank & Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank & Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Enterprising. I want to welcome today's special guest, Chaim Mizrahi. He is a partner and president of MDL Group, where he oversees all brokerage activity, including sales and leasing. MDL Group is the leading commercial real estate services provider in Southern Nevada and provides services including property management, brokerage and leasing, real estate investment advisory, construction management, and development services. Chaim is also host of an award-winning podcast, Takeaways, where he shares his takeaways from events that he attends throughout the year and people who have influenced him throughout his life. Chaim, welcome to Enterprising. Thank you so much. And I have to say, I'm currently the president of an association called NAOP, which is the Commercial Real Estate Development Association, sorry, the Association for the Commercial Real Estate Development Community. And we had our awards dinner, first time back from COVID, 650 people in the room, and the hired MC played the piano and sang some songs. And one of the songs he sang was, it was a riff off of a shallow Lady Gaga song. Yes. And it was, is it Nayop or is it Nayop? Is it N-A-I-O-P? And he did this whole thing because no one knows how to say Nayop. And then the second part of the song is, is it Hayam or is it Hey, I'm, how do you say your name? And I have to say of all the times I've been introduced in my life, it's very, very seldom that I get introduced properly, like you introduced me with the ha, chaim. So thank you. You know, I, I'm genetically wired for it. Yeah, yeah, genetically wired for it. It was my my pleasure. And and honestly, <laughs> I tell people I was blessed with the name Alana Mueller. And I'm typically more surprised when people get it right than when they get it wrong. So you and I are kindred spirits. I, I get it. I get it. How do they butcher your name? Oh, every way possible. Alana, Elena. Alona, some other things that I don't want to say on air, you know, so many other ways, but it's Alana, like banana my whole life. So you can probably relate to that. Yeah. Yep. So what I want to do is I, I know that you have been active in the real estate community in Las Vegas since obtaining your CCIM designation. And you'll have to tell me what that is, but you got that early in your career. And I want to know a little bit more about MDL Group. Absolutely. The alphabet soup of commercial real estate I talked about NAOP as an acronym, CCIM is another acronym. It stands for Certified Commercial Investment Member. It's a professional designation for commercial real estate. Residential realtors have a lot of designations that they get. They sit for a course and learn some things, and then they get letters behind their names that mean something. CCIM is one of those in the commercial world that means something. Four classes, each one's a week long. There's a negotiations class, an ethics class, and then you have to put together a portfolio of experience. So it's not just like you sit for courses. You actually have to back it up with real life application. And then you sit for an exam that takes, they give you six hours for it, which I walked in thinking, hey, I don't need six. And my buddy who was proctoring tapped me on the shoulder and said, hi, I'm just take your time. And I used up pretty much all but two minutes of the six hours that was allotted to, to do the exam. So it's a, it's a big deal. Those of us that have it, have earned it. And what it did for me is it took me in my career from being a young agent that, you know, my clients have 20, 30 years of real estate experience 
because they've owned real estate and I'm just, I've got the energy to apply and they're telling me, here's how we're going to do it. But going through CCIM, you learn how to look at things differently. And I really evolved from a young agent saying, or just accepting, here's how to do it, to starting asking them, well, have you looked at it like this? And have you thought about that? And I went from being just an order taker, so to speak, to a, a an advisor to my clients. That's what the CCIM designation has done. There's several others. That's the one that I got early in my career, and that, that's the one I have. Well, and I, I love the way that it's been consultative for you, right? You've It's been, made you into a great consultant, which is so fabulous. Yeah. I went from my clients, you know, kind of saying, all right, we're going to do this deal to they won't do the deal without asking me first, what do I think? Which adds a lot of value to them. And I know your show is about relationships. I'll, I'll dovetail the CCIM story into a relationship story, one of the most important relationships in my career and in my life. So when I, my, my business partner and I partnered up in 2007, he's somebody that I knew from BBYO. I'm assuming you know what that is. Yeah. Neighborhood Youth Organization. I, of course I do. Yes, my whole life. My son's whole life. This is, uh, this is ingrained. I love that. Yeah, it's a Jewish high school youth group for the listeners who might not know. And I met my business partner then in, we were 14 and 15 years old. He moved from Phoenix to Las Vegas and went to UNLV. I'm a year older than him. So we went through high school youth group together, through college together, and then in uh, separately got into real estate, but then partnered up in 2007. So when he and I were both testing for our CCIM designations, the chapter president at the time was this woman named Carol Kleinong. Carol founded this company called MDL Group in 1989 here in Las Vegas. So we started our relationship with Carol because she was the president. She pinned us. She gently shepherded us from the, the ballroom where we took our exam after five hours and 58 minutes for me. And my, I was pale and my mind was melted. She said, please sit at the bar and what are you drinking? And made sure that we were all good. Like I mentioned, pinned us. And then we started a business relationship together MDL has always been a market-leading commercial property management company. And the company that I was at before, we didn't have a property management division. So in asking, like, who can we refer clients to, trusting that they wouldn't poach our clients for the sale or for the lease, Carol is the first one that comes to mind. Anybody who knows Carol knows integrity is just tattooed on her forehead. So we started with CCIM. It led to a referral relationship. That company that I was at sold to a private equity firm and the private equity people a few months later said, hey, we're, we're doing what private equity does, which is cutting things that are in core and your office is in core. So it was orderly. It was a big boy decision. But at the time, Jared and I were looking for a new home and Carol and Kurt, her co-founding partner said, we've always been interested in doing something with you guys. So if you're willing to come to MDL as our partners, we'd love to have you. And that's, that's where we are now is, is here. I've been here for nine years. That's so cool. Yeah. It gave us that relationship too. So cool. So Chaim, I have to admit, I am particularly excited to be speaking today with a fellow podcaster, especially given that your topic like mine is so focused on relationships. How did you get started with your podcast takeaways and how has your relationship base contributed to the podcast success? I got started as a, as a consumer and a listener of podcasts. And somewhere along the line, I got this bug in my brain. Hey, I should do this too. And Tim Ferriss is one of the podcasters that I was listening to. And he has this quote. It's, uh, you really need to have an itch 
that you are scratching, something that you need to get out into the world because it's less painful, more enjoyable, but often less painful for you to get out into the world than to keep it in your own head. I don't know if you can relate to that, but it was that. It grew so big in my head, I just had to get it out. I love that because having a podcast is work. I did it as a hobby. It's work. And you have to have that pain of getting it out of your head that's bigger than the pain of of not doing it. That's how I started. Second part to your question, it's all about relationships for me. The whole premise of my podcast, it's called Takeaways and it's Takeaways from people who have influenced me. So I I get to go back and say, you know, first episode, Rick Myers. Rick is a developer in town. He taught the first class of a program that I did early in my career through NAOP. It was called the Developing Leaders Institute. You can imagine I'm a young broker. I'm meeting this big time developer and he's teaching this three hour class really about life and, and, and development. And he gets to be my first guest. And I've got 30 other examples of, of those relationships as episodes so far. So great. I mean, you know, one of the things that is inspiring about that is that there have been people in your life that you can point to the support that they've given you, the mentorship that they've given you, and they're difference makers. And for those of us who have had the good fortune to have difference makers in our lives, we never forget them. We never forget them. And to that end, what I'd love to hear from you a little bit about is how are some ways that you make connections mutually beneficial? You know, you've talked a lot about these figures in your life who have propped you up, who have urged you on. How do you give back and show that mutual appreciation? And have you served as a mentor? And and how are you making sure that others in your life sort of benefit from your your knowledge and, and your zealotry around relationship building? Professionally, it's I lead with that. How can I help you? Which is, I have an episode with a friend of mine, Ray Lucero, who's in the community and asked me that question the first time we ever met. How can I help you? And I was kind of like, what? He really kind of caught me off guard. But that's the start of a relationship. What can I do to help you? And I just know it's going to come back. I don't have strings attached to it. The whole premise of the podcast takeaways is that it's it's I get to sit down with the person that has influenced me and talk about that influence. And in one way, say thank you. In another way, I'm sharing it with anybody who cares to listen. You know, these are people that have literally changed my life's trajectory in one way or another. And I sit down with them anywhere from 45 minutes to three hours and talk about not just that, but other things that come out of it. And that's available for anybody. As you know, these podcasts don't run themselves. You put a lot of energy and effort into this. You have a team around you that puts a lot of energy and effort into this. And I'm happy to put energy and effort into it to pass it along. And the last thing is, you know, absolutely, I've been a mentor for UNLV is my alma mater. They have a real estate school and every year they have a mentor mentee program. And I always raise my hand. And if it's not send us one, it's send us three and we're happy to mentor anybody coming out of that program. So fabulous. Okay, so so I have to comment on a few things you said. One, you know, I agree with you. Creating a podcast, especially something that's relevant and meaningful for people that they want to listen to, that they want to, you know, take the however long, whether it's 
15 minutes, an hour, two hours. What compels people to actually sit and listen? That is work. I have the great fortune. I work with an amazing podcast producer, Gabrielle Costellas at Enterprise Bank, who makes sure that I'm prepared, that we have amazing guests like you, and just makes this so seamless. And I know that there's so much work going on behind the scenes. So big shout out to Gabrielle. So I can totally appreciate and relate to what you said. The other thing that you talked about is this question about what can I do to help you? And you and I have not had the chance to meet before, but I have to tell you, that was a life-changing question in my life. When I first began networking, I had not been doing any networking. I didn't perceive that I had the time. I thought I was just far too busy with my very important job. And it didn't occur to me that, that networking had to be part of the drill. And so what was so shocking, just as you've described, is the first five people I met with, they closed with that question, what can I do to help you? And it was a game changer. So when you describe that that is your going and approach, I so appreciate you and I appreciate the fact that you do that because I think we often forget that. And it's such a human thing. And the truth is people want to help, but we also have to have sort of the courage and the wherewithal and the vision to say to, to say the, the words and to ask that question. So thank you for that. Kind of to that end, you, you talked about your involvement with UNLV and, and with mentoring in general. Chaim, I want to ask you about sort of your volunteerism. I know that you've been very active in the Jewish community in Las Vegas. How do you carve out time? How do you make the time to engage in the community? And in what ways has your interest in philanthropy and community contributed to your ability to build meaningful relationships? So many answers in that question. First, I'll just say you don't have the time you make the time. It really is a mindset and it really is an intention. And I say that that's my truth. And I say that to anybody who's listening. And I've heard you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm talking with someone about volunteering and the, the comment, oh, I don't have the time. Give me a break. Mm. Nobody has the time. Everyone's busy. You make the time. You make the time for exercise in your life. You make the time for the meaningful relationships in your life. You make the time to volunteer and you know the concept of tikkun olam it's a hebrew saying to repair the world it's it's a that's the premise i grew up in jewish high and not just high school but in in youth groups and in the jewish community and it is my community along with the broader community and it, to me it's a duty an obligation and a privilege mostly a privilege to be able to volunteer and give back and there there are different ways to give back we had a former federation, Jewish federation director that, that taught me this. You can give your time, treasure, and talent. It doesn't have to be any or. It can be any or and. You can give your time. You can give your treasure if you have the money, if you're in the position to donate. And you can give your talent. And I like to give all three. I love that. That's just fabulous. And and I think, you know, whatever community we find ourselves, I think that you're right. We all have an obligation to our community, our communities. So I, I think that's a, a lovely answer. Changing gears just a little bit. I know that you recently discovered distance running and that, in fact, you completed your first half marathon earlier this year and you'll be running a full marathon very soon. So I want to know how running has benefited you from a networking point of view. Have you formed a new set of relationships with others who share your interest in running? Short answer, yes. It just came up in a way I didn't see coming. It was very interesting. Getting into an exercise routine, I'm, I'm 42 now. I started this journey again in my life when I turned 40. I've got three kids, so that's what took me off the routine, so to speak. And in getting back into this determination. I've got to get active. 
Otherwise, I'm going to turn 50 in a blink of an eye and I'm going to be unhealthy. I landed on running. Running just was the thing that I could do. And then I made a goal. I want to run a half marathon and so on. But in that journey for me, one of my pieces of accountability is posting the activity on social media. For whatever reason, it gamifies my workouts or my training and it it helps. So I started posting three mile run five-mile run. I decided to train for a half marathon. I hired a coach and on and on. And I just post, last night's post actually is, we don't have time to exercise. We make time to exercise. So that's why that was so (laughs) fresh for me. Perfect. But now I'm posting. Now I'm posting and I'm posting and all of my network is seeing this, whoever's connected to me. And I was surprised. You know, there's a developer in town, Jay Heller. He called me, he said, hey, I'm driving home. I want to drop off a commission check. And he's, he's talking to me about, he used to run marathons. I never knew that about him. It serves as another point of connection with people that I know in a different way around this. There's another guy that I serve on a board with, comes and drops off a book. Unexpectedly, I get, you know, the receptionist is saying, hey, Michael Newman is here to see you. Okay. And he brings me this book that he read 20 years ago when he started his running journey. So I have example after example after example, people, because of my newfound interest in distance running and my posting about it, the common connection that I have with so many people now. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing, whether it's running or baking or podcasts or whatever it is, what you're describing is this notion of the common point of connection. And just if we can discover that with one another, it really makes such a difference. So Chaim, I always, as we're wrapping up our conversation, I always have to ask one fun final question. And that is, if you could meet with one person for a cup of coffee, who would it be and why? Right now, my answer would be Seth Godin. Seth is an author. I think he has like 17 bestsellers. That's who it would be. He puts out so much good into the world, not just in his professional life around marketing and other topics, just in general he would be somebody that I would want to have coffee with. I'd love to have him on my podcast. And I think that would be probably an extraordinarily challenging interview to try to have a conversation that he hasn't had already in the content that he puts out. That's a great answer. So I'm excited to tell you, I've had the chance to meet Seth several times. And what I love about him is he is exactly who you think he is, right? So he's there's no faking it until you make it with Seth. He is exactly who he is. And you know, as you know, he's prolific His, you know, sometimes more than daily blog is just great. It's sort of one of the ones that I commit myself to reading every single day. So I love that you said that. And I, and I, I hope you get that interview. I think that would be fabulous. So I wanted to just say thank you so much for being on today. It's, it's been great and so many points of connection. And what I'd love to know is how do our listeners learn more about you, about MDL Group and about your podcast takeaways? You can find us at mdlgroup.com. On there is a tab called Learning Center. Within that is my blog and my podcast. So all that is there. You can find me on pretty much every social media, not TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn with my name, which hopefully is in the posting here because it's not so easy to to spell if you don't know how to spell it. Well, Kaya Misraki, it has been wonderful to have you on enterprising. Delighted to know you. And I look forward to following your journey and following takeaways. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.